Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Box Biz. In this episode, I speak with Christine Deering, CEO and founder of Bump Boxes. Christine and I dive into the importance of customer feedback loops, retention and acquisition strategies, how your role in your subscription box company will change as you scale, and much more. Before we dive into this episode, I want to invite you to contact Harbor Marketing Agency, We help subscription box companies to grow faster by implementing done-for-you acquisition and retention marketing systems so you can stop worrying about where your next sale is coming from, stop hustling when you're really just spinning your wheels, and finally build the business of your dreams. If you're ready to grow your subscription box company, go to harbormarketingagency.com and fill out our contact form to get started. Now let's dive into the episode. And we are live. Christine, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thanks Steve for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, absolutely. So just to kind of kick things off here, can you tell us a little bit about you know who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Christine Deering. I'm CEO and founder of Bump Boxes. So we are a monthly subscription service for pregnancy and baby products. So mom actually can sign up at any point during her pregnancy. And we actually tailor the the subscription to her due date. So when she signs up, she gets a box of about five to eight full-size products that are tailored for that specific month of her pregnancy with products that she's going to use and she's going to need. And so what's great about what we do is we vet all the products in the subscription to make sure that they're safe for mom and baby. Um, And then once she actually gives birth, then it transitions over to Bitsy Boxes, which is a newborn to three-year-old subscription. Um, and that subscription is all tailored around um, baby's milestones and helping mom interact with baby and have like a fun, playful experience, but then also learning at the same time. Um, so yeah, and we started about four years ago. Wow, wow. And that was actually, yeah. that was one of my questions. Um, Cause you know, I, was, I kind of was, I was thinking about it and I can imagine that one of the challenges with bump boxes initially is that, you know, it's kind of a limited time window uh, where you have Mm -hmm. to grab people being the pregnancy. And so Mm -hmm. that's genius that, you know, you were able to continue it after the pregnancy with a different subscription Mm -hmm. that's mothers as opposed to pregnant women. Um, Right. And I I think for for, for this type of box, that's almost necessary. Uh, because, you know, you need to get your LTV as high as you possibly can. And with that limited window, mm-hmm. you know, you have to kind of come up with some creative solutions there. So good on you for, for finding a solution to that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So we, yeah, we launched um, Gosh, 50 Boxes about a year ago. And so, yeah, I mean, we essentially went from, um, you know, nine months to basically 45 months worth of, um, of revenue there. And then also to... Um, you know, something that's interesting about it is that, like, when we first started, um, we naturally had moms on the baby side of the business. So we had moms that had started with us from the very beginning, and we were trying to figure out a way to market that side of the business mm-hmm. um, because we were still sending the bump box box to moms, you know, with two-year-olds. And it's like, oh, my gosh, okay, we have to do something <laughs> um, to revamp this side and to let people know um, know about the busy box side of the business because yeah it started it started growing and then also to your point the um the ltv perspective too is a huge opportunity for us yeah yeah absolutely yeah. well 
Yeah, know? again, that's that was probably <laughs> one of the most critical decisions that you could have made in your business. And again, good on you for, yeah. for taking that step and launching that next kind of evolution of of boxes for that next stage in in the mother's journey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So can you take us through the story here? Like where did this whole thing start and how were you able to basically go from scratch to, you know, building the number one pregnancy subscription box in the world? Yeah. So, um, gosh, so it all, it all started back when I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, and so it's interesting because, you know, when you, when you are pregnant for the first time, it's, you go through this lifestyle shift, right? You want to protect your child from the very beginning, Um, and you want to just live a healthier life, right? Because every decision you make is directly impacting your baby. Um, and so I noticed too, you know, after talking to a few of my friends that they were also making this, um, healthy lifestyle shift around the same time, um, you know, right as they were thinking about becoming a mom or trying to conceive. And so, you know, the idea hit me, it's like, okay, there's no place that you can go, um, to find products that have been vetted for pregnancies. And there's a lot of like just information on the internet. I mean, it's kind of all over the place. Um, you know, back when I was pregnant with my daughter and it caused me a lot of stress and I started talking to my friends, they made the same lifestyle shift. They were also stressed out um, because this was kind of like a new journey for them. Like not only being pregnant, but finding healthy products to use while they were pregnant. And so that's when the idea started. And we originally launched as an e-commerce store um, where all the products were vetted to ensure that they were safe for pregnancy and beyond. And that's how we originally got our start. Um, and then we transitioned into the subscription that you see today. Um, and, you know, and that's, that's when everything really took off because it was, it was a discovery service. And so we wanted our moms to be surprised and delighted with the products that she was getting. And so I think in doing that, in, you know, in starting the discovery service, I think what was interesting was um, the organic, uh, marketing effort that we were getting from moms posting about it naturally, um, even through social media. Um, I think that was just, that was incredible. It still is incredible to this day, how like our own moms are, you know, the influencers for our products <laughs> and our boxes that we ship. Um, so that's, that's really cool. And I just remember in the beginning, just seeing kind of that domino effect of growth and how, you know, you could kind of see like one mom would receive, you know, a bump back as a gift. And then in turn, you know, she would then gift it to two of her friends and you could kind of start to see the domino effect of the organic growth happening. And that was really incredible in the beginning. And so let's dive into that a little bit further here. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you attribute that uh, virality of the referrals to? Is it, uh, does it all start with the great product? Would you say it comes from uh, maybe the market that you're going after? Like are pregnant women just more likely to kind of share things about their pregnancy? Or would you attribute it to say your own marketing efforts and really put a lot of effort behind that? Or is it a combination of all of them? All of the above right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, yeah, right. I mean, honestly, I would have to say that um, it starts with a good product, right? I think that's at the core of everything. It's like if you if you create something that people have a need for, um, they're automatically going to tell their friends, right? So, like when I think about um, when I think about my own kind of like sphere of influence here, um, and like my my other mom friends, it's like the the way that we communicated with each other, especially when it came to product discovery, was just through conversation. So it's like. I would, I didn't know what to put on my baby registry. So I asked three of my friends what they put on theirs and what they use. 
Um, and so, like, I, I started to figure out, you know, early on, even through my own experience, just how moms communicate. Um, and the majority of our buying decisions are happening word of mouth, right? And so I think that was really impactful for us in the beginning um, was not only that, not only for the fact that we were, um, we were solving, uh, solving a problem for mom and alleviating the stress out of finding these safe and healthy products, but that also, um, you know, through that, I think moms, when they find something good that fixes something in their life, they are willing to shout it from the rooftops, right? Yep. And so I think that, yeah, so I think it has really in the beginning, it had a combination to do with the, the service that we were providing. Um, and then also the fact that our, our mom niche, you know, we, we communicate uh, with each other um, and the word of mouth is so powerful that I think, um, you know, once mom finds something that works, she's willing to tell everyone about it. <laughs> so yeah. I think those were, really impactful yeah they always have always will be very impactful for us um yeah and, and the fact that our moms are our biggest cheerleader um you know it speaks to our team here and what we're able to do and um how we really meet that need for moms mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um yeah, and, yeah I, I think it is you know like you said it's, it's kind of the perfect audience to uh go after mm -hmm. kind of, when you think about people who will will share things um it's right it's kind of, you know, all these women that are going through this common experience or this shared experience, they want to help each other out. And like yeah. you said, when they come across a great product, it just, you know, it, it spreads on its own. Right. Right. And I think, and even, even more so too, like, um, I know we, we, um, really focus on first time moms. Um, and I think, you know, one of the, one of the, um, the reasons why is because it is scary you know, being, a, you know, becoming a mom is, is, is scary in, in the fact that you really, like, there really is a lot of misinformation out there. Um, you're really not sure who to turn to for that guide, you know, through your <laughs> pregnancy. And so I think, um, you know, when I think about my experience and even all the moms that work within bump boxes, like when we think of our collective experience, it's like, we know what that mom is going through when she's pregnant. We know how, um, how exciting it is. We also know how scary it is. And we, we also know how there's just so many unknowns um, that I think that that is what makes, um, you know, our offering so special as we try to be that guide for mom through her journey. Um, it, and we do a lot of things that, you know, most subscription boxes or e-commerce companies don't do. We actually call every single mom that subscribes with us um, multiple times, not just once. It's like, um, because we, yeah, yeah, because we really, like, yeah, we want to make that connection with our moms, you know, um, because it is super important to be with her every step of the way. So, like, not only do we, like, we we say that, um, and we offer the subscription, we offer, you know, the online store, but we are, we literally do what we say we're going to do, and we're, we call her, we communicate with her, um, and it, and it's not, and it really has nothing to do with the subscription. It's just, Hey mom, how are you feeling? How are you doing? You know, I just want you to know that if you need something, we're here. Like, even if you need a, a food recommendation because you have a craving or something, like we'll look it up for you. Like, that's what we're here for. We're here to make your life easier. Um, and not only will we do that with the subscription and the product offering, but we'll, we'll do that as other moms that have gone through this. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, because we, we are the customer, you know, and it's like, and once you, once you've been through it and you understand it, it's, it's really easy to resonate with your, 
customers because you you are the customer, you know. Um, and I think that's that is what has made us so effective. I think is because um, you know we've all gone through it. You know, we we all know what these moms are going through and what they need. Um, even if they even if they don't even realize that they need some of these products, it's it's funny because we'll even get um, you know customers calling in. Um, and saying, hey, I got this in my box, you know, um, like, what are, why do I need this? And then we explain, you know, the the five things that are coming up as to why they need to use this product. (laughs) And, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, I had absolutely no idea. And it's like, yep, that's why we're here. (laughs) Like, you can call us anytime. Like, yeah, like, we've been through it. Trust me. Like, yeah. So, um, so yes, like, yeah, it's just really cool how we've kind of become that resource for moms um, over time. And that's been really exciting. Yeah, so there are so many things that I want to unpack here that you just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I get so excited that I just like <laughs> talking. I know, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, first off, um, it, it's no wonder why you guys are so successful with your marketing because you have such a thorough understanding of your customer. And that trickles down to everything from how you curate your product to your copywriting. Um, One of the the first things that we do whenever we take on a new client is Mm -hmm. we actually go, we go in and interview their customers and say, Hey, what do you like about the product? What do you dislike? You know, what would you change? What motivated you? And the fact Mm -hmm. that you basically have built a team of people who essentially are the customers it mm-hmm. you know, kind of enables you to do what we do, but even go a little, uh, a level deeper. Um, right. Which is, it's massively important. And I think it's something that uh, is highly underrated in terms of mm-hmm. um, how people approach their marketing. Like so many people will just kind of create a product and then they'll draft up copy that they think might resonate with the audience rather than actually doing their research. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So again, no wonder why you guys are successful there. But the other thing that I want to dive into is operationally, how do you manage mm-hmm. to call every single customer and not lose your mind? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. So yeah, so we have um, we have a big customer experience team, right? And that's that's their sole their sole focus is to make that connection with mom. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what that's what they, they thrive on. Like that's, that's what they day in and day out spend their time doing is talking to mom on the phone, making sure she's taken care of. Um, and they go above and beyond consistently. And so they, and I think, um, I think like the real, the real, I guess, kind of like um, reason why they do that is because they're so closely tied to our core values and our mission um and so i think you know as you as you scale a company and build a company it's like you have to make sure that the culture you're creating your core values your mission are all in alignment um and they're aligned around your customer and what you're what you're trying to fix what you know what the need that you're trying to fill um and so you know when i think about you know one of our core values is mom first um and that goes for you know our customer and even our moms internally right um but I think that that is so like heavily ingrained in our company that it's like, we're happy to like focus on our customer, invest in our customer experience team and really make sure that that's at the core of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is so closely tied to the mission of making mom's life easier. 
Um, and I think, you know, as we, as we grow, that'll even get even bigger and better. Um, and there's going to be new opportunity, you know, because of that. But I think that like at the core, um, you know, when you're scaling a company, it's like, you really have to make sure that those core values and mission are just heavily ingrained in the people, um, that, that you bring in, um, you know, because I, I think it's, you know, like when it comes to like building a company, it's your baby. Right. And it, you know, you want to make sure that everybody, um, you know, is aligned around that mission. And, um, and the great part about our customer experience team is that I, like, I'm involved in the day to day, you know, I, I hear everything, you know what I mean? And we can make business decisions around that feedback instantly. And that's, that's the beauty of being so closely connected to the customer is that you can, you can pick up on different, um, different opportunities, different needs that these moms are experiencing that, um, that we can actually create a product around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's what's allowed us to, to, you know, to scale so quickly and to move fast on these different, these different initiatives is because we are so closely tied to the customer, kind of like what you were mentioning, um, you know, just getting that instant feedback and making it actionable. And then, at, you know, as another, as another interesting layer, it's like we have, you know, so many moms in our office that are the customer and can give feedback before we even test something, right? Yep. Um, so I think it, uh, there's multiple yeah, multiple things um, going on, you know, on the mom front, but, um, but yeah, because our customer experience team is awesome. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant that you're investing so heavily into customer experience because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, when they think of, um, you know, collecting customer feedback, they think of it uh, sort of one dimensionally only on the acquisition side of things. But right. when you're that close to your customer, it also has massive benefits on the retention side of things, especially in the subscription box industry where, you know, you're oftentimes mm-hmm. not uh, profiting on acquisition and you make all your money from lifetime value. Um, so just right. understanding, you know, how they've liked the boxes so far, getting on the phone with them and making mm-hmm. and experience iterations based off of that feedback can have massive right. positive impacts on your lifetime value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And even just by, you know, getting on the phone with a customer, um, you know, you, you might find out that they, that they have an allergy to something, you know, and, and that's something that we can notate in their account um, and then, you know, customize their experience so they don't have to worry about getting that kind of a product again. Right. And so it's mm-hmm. like just understanding these little, um, these little things about your business that you wouldn't understand unless you actually talk to the customer Um, and you can, yeah, you know, and you can gain those valuable insights and kind of tweak and pivot your business model accordingly along the way. Um, but yeah, it is just so important. And I think it, you know, it kind of speaks to like even a, a, a bigger, um, you know, a bigger, like, you know, business idea almost in and of itself in a different sense. But, um, you know, like a lot of people like try to focus on like being innovative, consistently right like you always hear like innovative companies you know like all like that's the you know the business buzzword of the day right um and I think at the end of the day it's like it's like the the companies that can sell that are closer to the customers that like focus on the growth will will beat out anybody who tries to be innovative but can't sell it right 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 like yeah so like I mean because you can you can build you know you can build something and it can be the best something but if you can't message it and get it to your customers it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you know and I I think that that's something 
you know, that's something we learned early on, even when we, when we first launched the website, it's like you launch your website and you think, oh my God, there's going to be just millions of people pouring in, (laughs) you know, and it's like, well, you actually have to tell people about it, you know, and it's like, okay, now we got to focus on the marketing piece, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah. and so, and, and I think it just goes back to like the ground game of like, talking to customers, like understanding what their needs are, like trying to figure out how to connect with them on like a deeper level than just like an e-commerce or a subscription level um, is just so important, you know? Um, But yeah, that's something that we learned early on. It's like, you know, you can, you can build something, but like you, I mean, the sales and the growth and the ground game are what like, or what gets you to um, the next level, you know? Yeah, I I was talking to um, a retention specialist the other day, and he he brought up a really, uh, I I think this is absolutely brilliant. He said that uh, what what basically the the process that people take to create a product is totally backwards. What most people do is they Mm -hmm. create a product and then they try to find an audience for that product, which basically means Mm -hmm. putting your product into a specific market. And what you do, which it it sounds like uh, basically what you guys have done is you find the audience first and you craft a product Mm -hmm. for that audience. And Mm -hmm. with that, it just removes so many, you know, kind of unnecessary product iterations that you have to make in the future. You get your messaging Mm -hmm. down efficiently and and faster. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, you know, it's, it's not all about innovation. It's about delivering a solution for your specific audience. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I think it goes back to, you know, kind of like what you were mentioning about, like finding the audience first. It's like, yeah, like I found like my core group of friends had the same lifestyle shift around the time I did. And we were all going through this, you know, first time mom thing together. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, I just don't feel like anybody's like really like guiding us through this thing, (laughs) like in, in an effective way. Right. And so I'm like, okay, like something needs to be done um, just on the product side here. Um, But then also too, it it kind of, you know, to your point, it's like you kind of have to set things in motion. Um, And I guess let me kind of like back up. So like when I think about like creating like the perfect plan and the perfect product versus just like getting your MVP and just kind of like going, um like the the mvp like it doesn't have to be perfect you just have to get it out there and then talk to every single person that's using it um you know because like that's going to be the way that you kind of try to figure out how to pivot make the product better um maybe kind of fit um you know fix this additional need that you find out along the way and kind of course correct right Mm -hmm. um and i think that was like super super important for us to understand it's like I mean you can spend so much time and energy trying to create the absolute perfect product but if you don't get it out there and you don't move it's going to be too late by the time you push it so I think you know like when I think about our business and you know how how we started it's almost like setting things in motion and then being that connected to the customer had the biggest impact on how we pivoted, how the business model has changed over time, different opportunities we've kind of focused on um, to really help push our mission. But yeah, I mean, it's all about just getting that momentum and getting moving versus kind of like trying to create the perfect plan um, and, and driving it accordingly. It's like you have to throw something out there listen to your audience, kind of like what you were mentioning, and then kind of course correct along the way. Um, and I think that's been just really impactful to the growth that we've had, you know, is that we're not afraid to push something out to mom 
and then kind of figure out and learn along the way, you know, like what she likes and try to figure out how to modify it and make it even better. And, and I think that's been, um, that's been really impactful for us as we've grown. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not about being perfect. It's about making progress as you move forward. Um, Right. So, so one thing that I I want to dive into uh, is your retention strategies. And I'd imagine Mm -hmm. that, probably the biggest retention lever in your business is be is being so close to to your customers and really understanding what they're yeah. um, right. Have right. you guys implemented any more kind of technical retention strategies? Like um, have you crafted your onboarding experience in a certain way that, you know, has, you know, that has resulted in a measurable decrease in churn or, you know, any retention mm-hmm. you have, I think uh, everybody would love to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, you kind of, we kind of hit on it earlier, Um, you know, being as close to the customer as we are, um, you know, if you make that connection with your customer earlier on, they're willing and able to give you the feedback before they turn, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's that's super impactful. Um, Yeah, that's probably honestly, like, been the most impactful thing to churn is just being that close to the customer. And and getting the feedback and then actually doing something that's actionable around the feedback, right? So not only are we kind of collecting the data from our customers, um, you know, through our customer experience team, but then we're also having, you know, meetings behind the scenes about the feedback. So, okay, like what were the things that they really liked? Let's continue doing those. What were the things that like they might not have liked so much? Let's stop doing that thing. Um, and then, and then you can kind of course correct and kind of like, you know, um, make improvements along the way as you get that feedback. But I think, um, but you have to be able to close that feedback loop. So like, it's not, it's not enough to just get the feedback. Like there has to be some actionable things happening behind the scenes um, to do something about the feedback that you get. And then aligning the team around those changes um, is super important. But yeah, if I had to pick one thing, I mean, I would say that being as close to the customer as we are um, has the biggest impact on retention by far. Yeah, yeah, we we saw a similar thing um, when I was at at Hunt a Killer, and I always recommend uh, yeah. to all of our clients that they do this as well. We would send out mm-hmm. a quarterly Net Promoter Score, and yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it basically for, for anybody who's not familiar, um, your customers rank you on a scale of, I believe it's zero to 10, maybe it's one to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, once you quantify the results, you're able to compare uh, not only where you are to say where we were last quarter, but also to industry benchmarks. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. see, you know, where do we sit in the industry? And then where do we sit compared to last quarter? Uh, and then we would also mm-hmm. collect some qualitative feedback as well. So if we saw an increase or a decrease in our score, we could then kind of mm-hmm. that to the qualitative or quantitative or the, the qualitative feedback that we were getting and mm-hmm. uh, make product iterations based on that feedback. And I think, um, you know, when I, when I look back on the biggest impacts on churn uh, throughout our journey at Hunt Killer, it was always about iterating the product based on that feedback like you can, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can put like Dunning in place to decrease voluntary churn and like you can do, you know, you can improve your onboarding process and all these things. But the most important mm-hmm. thing is, you know, listen to what problems your customers are having right now and make those changes mm-hmm. as possible. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and you're right, the net promoter score, we have that within every email we send to a customer. We include it in any chat we have with a customer. Like any, any touch point that you have with us, we send out that net promoter score in order to get that feedback. Um, yeah, and then we, that's actually a weekly metric that we track here internally. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's like, as long as you focus on that and listen to your customer, um, you know, like that should kind of help you kind of course correct your business and change, um, and change that churn number, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a, definitely a good point. That net promoter score is so important. And I think it's even, um, you know, it's interesting to even like benchmark against other companies, right? I mean, obviously there's other companies out there that, um, you know, that will talk about their net promoter scores and let people kind of know where they're sitting. And it's always nice to understand that, right? So that way you have some something to compare it to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that net promoter score is hugely important too for anybody that's, um, you know, looking to affect that retention and churn rate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I always recommend that. It's it's gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So next thing I want to dive into here, uh, what kinds of acquisition style marketing are you guys doing? Like, you know, Facebook ads or Google ads or podcasts or radio. Um, what are you guys doing now? What has been most effective? And also, yeah, how would you say your marketing has evolved as you've been able to scale? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I think, um, you know, what's been most impactful for us is the organic growth. So kind of like what I talked about earlier, um, you know, I think if you provide a great product or service and it meets a need, I think your customers, especially our, our moms, are willing and able to post about it on social media. Um, they're willing to post about it on social media. They're willing to talk to you and tell other moms about, um, you know, the great experience they had with you, with us. Um, and so I think that that's been our biggest growth driver is this organic growth um, from other moms kind of, you know, telling other, other, you know, other moms how great we're doing. Um, and that's a testament to the team here, you know, and all of their efforts, um, you know, that go into every single box that leaves our door. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say that that has the biggest effect on, on our growth is moms um, actually pushing it. And then I think another another thing that's been impactful too um, is the affiliate program that we launched. So um, we just launched Bump Boss, and so that's basically like our referral program. So kind of to your to your point, um, or to like the the main driver that we've had on the organic side, it's like now we're kind of incentivizing moms to to promote us and actually get commission for it, right? Mm-hmm. So like the thought with that is that, um, you know, like we want to incentivize moms to tell other moms about us, you know, and kind of um, reward them for doing that. Um, And so, you know, what we've done is we've created this affiliate program. And so they get a a unique referral link. And so anybody who purchases through that link, um, they actually get a commission of the, of the, um, of the sale. And so not only do they get the commission on that first box, but they get the commission for every box that leaves for the duration of that subscription. Um, and that's a lot of, a lot of companies don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome. like, yeah. So like there's, there's the potential there for like 45 months worth of revenue, um, which definitely, I mean, it adds up. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the thought was like, I would rather, um, you know, like, like if, you know, like moms are, you know, like really driving our growth, like I would, I would rather, you know, put the money and give money back to those moms that are driving the growth versus spending it on like other ad channels, if that makes sense. 
Um, and that was the whole thought kind of behind that program is like, okay, like this is already working for us. Um, you know, like let's, you know, reward mom for doing that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and see if it even drives even more growth. Um, and that's been, that's been really exciting to see. So we just launched that three weeks ago. Um, and it's just, it's been insane. <laughs> like we've had like thousands of people signing up. I mean, it's just been like crazy. So I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So like that's, um, yeah, so like that's been really exciting to see. Um, and like, and I know, you know, like other, um, you know, other subscription services have like really seen a, a lot of amazing growth through those programs too, like the refer a friend programs and the, and those sorts of things too. Um, and then we're kind of taking it one step further on the bump boss side to where we're actually doing um, like some business training, some education. So like anything that we've learned in bump boxes along the way, it's like we're, we're teaching mom all the lessons that we've learned, you know? Um, so the goal is not only are we going to put some extra, you know, diaper money in her pocket, <laughs> but then like we're also going to give her some training, like, Hey, do you want to be an influencer? Okay. This is how we post our pictures. This is the copy we use. This is the messaging that we use. And this is why, um, you know, or like, Hey, are you starting, you know, like, are you starting to think about maybe starting your own business? Well, like, here are the things that I learned along the way, um, you know, when it comes to like fulfillment, inventory, like all of these other, you know, kind of business concepts. Um, so like the, the goal is to not only have, you know, mom, um, you know, share what we're doing at bump boxes, but then also kind of give her some of the education that we learned along the way and kind of empower her, um, in that respect, um, to give her the knowledge that she needs to be successful, not only with our bump box program, but in any endeavor that she chooses to take on. Um, and that's, that's been really exciting to kind of put the, the, um, the plan and the strategy kind of in place and get it implemented and just to see our moms being successful. That's the cool part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are like, <laughs> like when, when you say that you're mission oriented, like it's, yeah. it's no joke. Like it's easier. It's like, let's educate her, yeah. you know, do all these things. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I yep. can see why it works. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and even like, you know, just kind of thinking, um, you know, like, even, like, just some of the things that we're talking about, like, educating mom on, like, one of them is, like, like, selling, like, how to, how to sell, how to sell products, how to sell yourself, you know, like, how to, how to sell an idea, like, um, because, like, not only are those, like, business concepts, but they, they equate to much more than that, right, it's, like, um, you know, like, I'm sure there's a mom out there that, like, wants to, like, ask for a raise, and it's, like, all right, how do you sell that idea, you know, like, how do you, like, (laughs) I mean, or, or even like negotiating with a tough toddler. Hey, like, (laughs) you know, these business concepts can, can apply to, you know, personal and family stuff or like career stuff. Like it doesn't matter. Like they're all applicable somewhere. (laughs) So like, yeah. So I think it's just, it's, it's going to be, it's super fun with what we've been able to do so far, but like, I'm just really excited to like really push the program. Um, And it's really like empower moms. Um, to be able to like not only learn but then also get some extra cash in your pocket too at the same time right man that's awesome good for you guys <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is more of a, a general kind of entrepreneurship question as opposed to subscription box specific. Yeah. Um, but I actually yeah. read an article about you on bellybandit.com yeah <laughs> and yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, you spoke about the importance of, you know, surrounding yourself with positive people and mentors. 
So can yeah. you tell us a little bit about who your mentors are and why surrounding yourself with uh, positive people and people that have like done it before is important? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It's hugely important. So I think, um, you know, like when I think about mentorship and what's really important and impactful is kind of like, I mean, exactly what you said. Um, it's learning from people that have been there before. Um, but then also I think you have to kind of take a step back and I think you have to really, um, know yourself and say, okay, like, what don't I know? What are my weaknesses? And let me find people that I can surround myself with to help me with that, <laughs> no matter what it is, right? And so um, what's cool is that within Bump Boxes, like our leadership team is awesome. And I think we um, complement each other very well. Um, and we bring different skills and different, um, different ideas, different backgrounds to the table. Um, and I think that that really helps us make the best decisions, especially when it comes to um, business direction, strategy, um, you know, like understanding the metric side of things and, and what we should be measuring. Um, when it comes to all of those things, you know, surrounding yourself and having that leadership team within your company that um, and, and making sure that they're willing and able to speak their minds, right? And, and, mm -hmm. and disagree or agree, um, but making sure all of the ideas get out on the table, um, you know, that way, you know, as a leadership team, you guys kind of come together and make the best decision possible. I think that has been hugely important, but you have to be open enough to understand that you don't know everything and yep. that you are great at some things, not so great at others. And then you have to find those people that complement, um, that complement you or have strengths in places that you might be weak in. Right. Um, and then learn also along the way. Um, and so I think, you know, there's been multiple times throughout the growth of this business, you know, to where we have, um, like sought out help and asked questions to specific people, you know, um, either in our kind of like mom and baby niche or on the subscription side, um, you know, just trying to, trying to understand, you know, kind of like what their thoughts are, um, you know, how they approach different issues and, um, and really, you know, make a business decision based on those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I can recount multiple times where like we've reached out to mentors. Um, and one of, one of the key things I learned too is about being persistent. So there are key people that you want to ask questions to and you may have to email them 80 times, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah. um, like if, you're, if you're persistent and you have a very specific question, um, people are willing and able to help, you know? And that's, yep. that's the thing. It's like, um, you have a specific question like find like an expert in your niche that can help you answer that question um and then be relentless about asking it you know and try to figure <laughs> yeah. out ways to get connected with those people <laughs> um because it, it'll it'll pay off you know so much down the road um and that that's kind of what i've learned along the way it's like surrounding yourself and also too and i guess another good point about this um is that you have to surround yourself with people that like will push you um, and they won't let you get comfortable, right? It's like you want to surround yourself with people um, that are constantly like pushing you to be uncomfortable, pushing you to do something different, to try something different. Um, I think that's the most important thing because it's like you need that support system of people uh, that are pushing you to do your best every day. Mm -hmm. 
and and if you if you surround yourself with people that like allow you to victimize you know and like right. um and kind of get into that negative headspace it's like it, that's it's not solutions based it's not going to get you anywhere it's actually going to um hold you back and so i think you know when you look for people you know in your kind of like support system it's like you've got to find the people that are going to ask you those hard questions and that like are not going to allow you to kind of be a victim right it's like instead of like you know if you hear a no from someone it's like there's two approaches you can take you can either say oh my gosh that's a barrier i'm gonna you know you know kind of take a couple steps back and kind of like think about it or you can just bust through it right and it's like you want to find you want to surround yourself with the people that are going to tell you to knock down that barrier and go get a yes you know instead of like the people that are going to let you kind of like sit back and take a back seat to that um and i think that that's been really important you know as we've grown bump boxes and kind of the the journey that we've been on it's like um there's so many people that have really you know pushed us right and 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 we not only do that internally but we have people on this team that constantly do that day in and day out no matter what it is mm -hmm. um we're constantly pushing forward making progress on things and um and i think that that's been so crucial to like our business growth is really like pushing through those barriers and um and learning from them too right because it's like you can um you know you can test you know we're really good at testing things constantly and like I, and i'm sure you've kind of experienced this too but it's like you can test 99 things and on the 100th test it, something finally hits right and yeah. it can completely change your business <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it, it took the struggle through the 99 to get to the 100, right? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. It, yeah. And so it's <laughs> like, you know, you have to surround yourself with people that are going to understand, that are going to understand the struggle and that are going to push you through that. So you make it to the 100th, you know, iteration. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's been one of the biggest things with bump boxes is that like, we have a team of people that are doing that. Um, and so it's, it's just it's really cool to see just all the progress happening in each department because of that because of that mentality yeah yeah absolutely and and again you bring up so many great points here um yeah i mean as a as a founder it's kind of like i think people you know get into entrepreneurship and they they adopt this mentality mm -hmm. like oh i can do it all on my own i have to do it all on my own because you know i'm like the, the ceo or whatever and that mm -hmm. that is the most poisonous mindset to adopt because in reality mm -hmm. the founder or the CEO is often like the most lost person <laughs> and you need all these people to like help you out like you have so many things going on and right it's like you can't possibly keep track of everything and so you need mm -hmm. people to support you in every department mm -hmm. really great people at that and again you also need mentors who have done it before mm -hmm. you kind of take down those excuses and uh you know, like you said, we'll, we'll push you through it. It's, it's so important. And I think it's, it's something yeah. that a lot of, uh, early entrepreneurs overlook. And like my advice mm -hmm. would be, you know, get into a mastermind or like find a mentor as soon as possible. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, I mean, like you, like there are very, very few things that you can scale with one person, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you cannot, like your company will not scale, um, you know, if, if you're the only, the only one driving things, right? So it's like, so like, I think what you, you know, as you grow, it's like, yeah, you have to find the mentors that are going to help you. You have to um, build your team 
um, around the, the core values and the mission that, um, that you have, that you want your company to have. Um, and you have to find the people that align with that mission, um, you know, to, to really push it forward. And you have to, um, you know, empower them to be able to make those decisions and move quickly. And I think, you know, when you do those things, um, you know, that, that's when you see like the real growth, right? The real, the real um, scaling is when you, you find those people, you put them in the right seat, um, and then they, you know, you empower them to be able to make their decisions uh, and move quickly on those decisions. And, and if you can do that, and you see it happening across the business, and it's like, you know you're winning, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, it's like once, once you get to the point where like, um, you, you know, and, and this is tough, right? That's, it's kind of a transition period. Like when you go from like, kind of like a, a one to two person company to like, you know, a 15 person company to a 40 person company, it's like, um, you know, along the way, it's like you, you come to a point where like all of a sudden you wake up and realize like your business runs without you. And this is like the greatest thing that you've ever Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting too, because as you start to scale, you go from mm-hmm. mentor where like, you know, it's more like you, you have to have the technical knowledge and you have to understand how to like, you know, do all these different things, right. like marketing and everything. Mm-hmm. And as you grow, your role totally transitions into like a manager CEO role, which is like a totally Yeah. <laughs> it's completely different than what you said. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I remember like my, my role like four years ago was, way different than what my role is now right and kind of like what what you were saying it's like um you know you go through you go through kind of like these um these growing moments where like your role just continuously evolves and and it goes back to you know being comfortable with being uncomfortable like if there's if there's ever a day where i go through the whole day and i'm not uncomfortable it's like i know i'm not growing like i know Mm. i know that i like and this is something that like we've we've learned it's like if your company is like doubling and tripling in revenue every year it's like you personally have to grow at that same rate yep or like you are not you are not going to be able to keep up with the growth mm-hmm. and so i think that that's what like i i had to learn early on is like man i have got to be uncomfortable and do new things every single day uh, you know, in order to grow and to be the the CEO that I have to be in order to keep up with um, with the growth and the scaling that we're doing. And so, yeah, to your point, it's like, okay, like that, when you're like, like the, the you know, two person company, like mm-hmm. you're doing everything, you know, you're, you're the one packing the boxes, shipping the boxes, picking the product, calling the customers, like doing all of that mm-hmm. initially. And it's like, yeah, it's like night and day, you know, and, and you have to figure out, you know, what you're what your path is and what your growth is personally and professionally in order to, to be that person. Um, and that's been exciting for me, you know, it's like being comfortable with being uncomfortable all the time. It's like, now that's where I, that's where I want to be. And that's where I thrive. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. I like doing different things every day. Right. Um, 
And so, I, yeah, I think that that's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting ride in order to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy when you kind of take a look back and you're like, wow, like this is completely <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah. Like my role has completely changed, you know, over the course of four years. It's just crazy. Yeah. And it, it's stressful, but, but it's fun. And that's why you get into entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're not, you're not in this yeah. game to, to be comfortable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so last question here. What is your number one piece of advice for people who are looking to quickly scale their subscription box company? Ooh, um, I would say, oh my gosh, I would say, um, this is so hard to narrow it down to like one thing because in my head it's like I have 50 things here. <laughs> like, one thing. Here, here are all the things I've learned along the way. Um, I mean, honestly, like I would say if you want to scale quickly, like you have got to talk to your customers, like you have got to understand like what they want, where they want it and what their needs are. And I think if you, you know, if you connect with your customer in that way and you really understand their story and understand kind of what, what they need, it's like, you can, um, you can, you know, kind of like make business decisions and kind of like change what you're actually doing, um, you know, in order to, to, um, to really fit what they need. And so like, I think that, you know, if I had to give one piece of advice, it's like, don't, don't shy away from like talking to a customer on the phone. Like that is your biggest asset. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's what, that's what it takes to grow and scale is to be able to listen to your customer, to be able to sell your product. It, it's all about the growth, the sales, the ground game, um, and, and less on the innovation side, right? It's like talking to your customers, hitting the ground, um, really listening to their needs and what they want. Um, and then, you know, of course, correcting as you go along. So if there's one piece of advice, it's making sure you talk to your customers all the time. Yeah, that is absolutely spot on. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. Awesome. This was an amazing interview. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. No, I'm so happy to be here. So how can people check you out at, uh, at bump boxes? Like how can people order a box? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, check out bumpboxes.com. Um, and also bitsyboxes.com. Um, you know, you can sign up at any point during your pregnancy. Um, and we have, you know, monthly plans and we also have, um, six, nine and 12 month plans too. So yeah, again, the site is bumpboxes.com. If you're a subscription box entrepreneur looking to lower your acquisition cost, grow your membership base and really take your company to the next level, go to harbormarketingagency.com and fill out our contact form. At Harbor Marketing Agency, we do things a little differently. We're a small team of top-notch marketers that specialize in the subscription box industry. We don't take on hundreds of brands across several different verticals at once. Instead, we take on a select few clients that have potential to scale in an industry that we know. This eliminates learning curves and enables us to move quickly and get things done. Our selective client approach also enables us to provide unparalleled customer support, so you're really not just a number to us. You'll know exactly what's going on at all times and can rest assured that your marketing is in good hands. 
We're ready to help you scale. So go to harbormarketingagency.com today and fill out our contact form.